Hey there, folks. How's it going? My name is Ethan Lee. This is the Maroon and White Audible. Um, and Mississippi State just got its butt kicked. Uh, the Mississippi State baseball team just lost to Oregon State by 10 runs. Um, 12-2 was the final score. And it... <laughs> it felt... I didn't watch a lot of the game. I was at work. But it, the bit I was able to listen to and watch... Um, and watch the replays of it, it felt, to me, a lot worse than just 10 runs. And I'm sure that the Bulldogs felt that. I'm sure that the coaching staff felt that. Um, one, that's an incredibly painful way to lose. There was nothing redeeming about that. Yes, they had a great double play. Um, yeah, the pitching staff got five strikeouts. But just as a whole, there's nothing that really redeems this loss. Two, the Bulldogs have to turn around and find a way to actually score runs against the Oregon State Beavers uh, pitching staff tomorrow because, yes, there will be another game tomorrow. Um, It's either at 2 or 7 o'clock. I'm not sure which just yet, but Mississippi State has to find find a way to even score consistently against Oregon State. That's not going to be easy. Um, just as this is my second point, Mississippi State only scored two runs. I'm going to reiterate that. Uh, this game, yes, in large part, pitching staff fell apart. Um, but you can't blame them solely for this loss. I mean, you can talk about how (laughs) giving up 12 runs doesn't give you a chance to win, but, um, there was no run production at all. Even when, uh, who was it? Keegan James? was in the game and was pitching well for three and two-thirds innings. Pretty sure that was Keegan James. Um, coming in for Jacob Billingsley. But, man, um, you got to score runs. First, your pitchers have to give you a chance. Two, you gotta, you got to give run support to your pitchers. Both aspects, Mississippi State failed there. So, um, yeah, this, this game sucked. Uh, three, Ethan Small got hit on the elbow during batting practice. And so the worst part about that and this loss and all of this um, is that your best pitcher going into tomorrow just got hit on the throwing elbow in batting practice and something that's meaningless. And that is not ideal. Granted, um, in post-game comments, Ethan Smalls sounded like he's going to be okay, should be good to go. That's still not what you want to see, and it's, it's, it's a little disheartening just to even hear about and talk about, but um, yeah, Ethan Small got hit, this team lost by 10 runs, um, and they're now on the brink of elimination, but, you know, in all honesty, all honestly, all honestly, that's not a phrase, it's all honesty, in all honesty, um, this Mississippi State baseball team is, is like, it's used to these sort of situations, Um They've gone through just about every sort of hurdle, any sort of obstacle that you can throw at this team, and they've gone through it. And they've been on the brink of elimination before. They responded well both times, um, you know, in the regional and then in the super regional. And right now, Mississippi State baseball is simultaneously one game away from competing for a national title and also one game away from going home with this season being over. In other words... No big deal. No pressure. None at all. But, uh, how does Mississippi State, how does Mississippi State, I can't words, how does Mississippi State 
bounce back at this point. Um, how do the Bulldogs come into this next game after losing by 10 runs uh, and find a way to win? So I, I've got just a few quick thoughts on the matter. First, earlier this year, earlier this month, Mississippi State lost to Oklahoma by 10 runs in the regional, uh, the Tallahassee regional. Yes, Oregon State, let's get this out of the way. Oregon State is a much better team than Oklahoma. That's not up for debate. The Beavers are a national contender and were expected to be, while the Sooners were pretty happy to even be in a regional. Oklahoma, pretty good team. Historically, pretty good team this year, but they're not even in the same stratosphere. Um, still, after Mississippi State scores 10 runs, it loses by 10 runs, you lose 20-10. to 10. That's not a baseball score. That's football. It was not a good football game either. And uh, still, after MSU lost, that sort of embarrassing fashion, the Bulldogs then reeled off four consecutive wins to get through Tallahassee, um, including a win over Florida State to eliminate them, and then you get a win over Sanford, and then two wins against Oklahoma. That's phenomenal. Um, But now at this point, State needs... More than phenomenal. Uh, Yeah. You've got Ethan Small on the mound. Coming in, my second thought here. Ethan Small's on the mound, but you can't totally buy in and wait too long for him to make sure that things are going to go well. And that's that's what Gary Henderson did with Jacob Billingsley. And I'm, I'm... Starting Jacob Billingsley was the right move here. It was. It sets you up for the best sort of options long term. Um... That said, as Justin Strawn, Justin Strawn pointed out to me um, and some others in the, the discussion we were having, that you know this was the right move to start him. It was not the right move to leave him in for as long as he was left in. Gary Henderson should have stepped in sooner with Jacob Billingsley. That should not have gone as long as it did. Uh, but well, it it went that long, and if things start to go sideways tomorrow or today as you're listening, or whenever, you can't afford to hope that maybe Small will put things together. Maybe things will come together. Maybe maybe things will improve. Um, in most games, you could probably do that. In this one, yes, he's your ace. Yes, he's your go-to guy. But you've got to go with your best available arm out of the bullpen if you want to really have a shot here. Um, that said, if you still... If Ethan Small truly is your best shot at winning, you go with him as long as possible. But if, say, um, Connor Pilkington in a must-win situation in extra innings or in even in mid-delayed innings, you need someone to come in and perform well, and Pilkington has shown that he can possibly do that. Um, yeah, it's on short rest, but if you need your next best pitcher, you bring in Pilkington, you bring in Riley Self, you Cole Gordon, you bring in somebody. You do whatever you can to win this next game because you can't afford to waste this game. This season is now on the line yet again. Um, you go with your best arms. J.P. France, Zach Neff. You go with someone. So if Oregon State is getting contact and hard contact on Ethan Small, you got to find a way to change things up. Um, you do whatever is possible here. You do everything possible here to win. And uh, even though Ethan Small is a notably better pitcher than Jacob Billingsley, he still took a hit on his uh, off of his throwing elbow. That's 
probably something that is not ideal, I think, by any sort of estimation, any sort of measure. That's not good. Um, third, you have to hope, Mississippi State has to hope, if you're an Oregon State fan, you probably aren't hoping for this, but I don't know why Oregon State fans are really listening to a Mississippi State podcast. Um, but anyway, MSU fans have to hope that Oregon State's pitchers start to falter, start to get tired, start to fall apart. Oregon State has played a lot of baseball in the past week. Um, you've got to hope that at some point that catches up to their bullpen. MSU needs to find a way to produce runs in this game. More than likely, Ethan Small will give the Bulldogs a chance while he's out there. But the Bulldogs have to be ready to take it. You can't just sit back and wait for these opportunities to come to you. You have to go out here, be proactive, create something that resembles an offense. Um, You couldn't do that today. You only got two runs. I mentioned that earlier. I'm going to mention it again. You only got two runs. That's not going to win a lot of games. That said, it would have been good for Washington earlier as it was. Yeah. Um, Oregon State's not Washington. And... And we're probably going to need more than two runs. If we don't end up needing more than two runs, then I will be a very ecstatic person. I, I will be very happy. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and like wager now. I'm not betting anything. I'll bet... Uh, I've got a, a spare light bulb for, I think, a taillight? Or a turn signal for my car on my desk here. I'll bet someone this if they really want to take a bet. I don't really... I've learned my lesson about making sports bets. Got a tattoo. Um, But I would wager, if I were to wager, that State's going to need more than two runs to beat the Beavers. Um, And that's frustrating to think about. But uh, let's assume that worst comes to worst tomorrow and State loses. Even if Mississippi State doesn't win against Oregon State, the Bulldogs have been on one heck of a ride in 2018. This is a season that Mississippi State can certainly be proud of with where they are right now. Regardless of how it started, ignore how it started. This is something that the Bulldogs, you know, the fact that they're in Omaha, this is something that they have only accomplished nine other times before this, which is more than most schools out there. This is their 10th time in Omaha. This is something that you can celebrate. This is something that you can be proud of. If this is the coaching staff that the Bulldogs go forward with, that is something that you can build on. This is a foundation for a lasting time. Um, and if it's not, if this is not the coaching staff that Mississippi State goes with long-term, you've still got all these players who have been part of this run, this miraculous run. And that's something that you can celebrate too. Um, and whoever comes in and inherits these players, they can go forward with this. So, Mississippi State has a lot to be proud of right now. The fact that they are even here, the fact that they have overachieved as much as they have, the fact that this team has come together and made it to Omaha, made it one game away from contending for a national title in a season that, again, people are going to point this out. I've pointed it out. They were 14-15 and 15 halfway through the season. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take that in for a second. 14-15, and 2-7 through three SEC series. And yet, here they are contending with the best in the nation for the College World Series. There are four teams remaining at the time that I'm recording this, that is. Um, who knows what will happen by the time I'm done recording. I, I'm not keeping up with that game right now. Um, but, I mean, this is... The Bulldogs have accomplished a lot. They've got a lot to be proud of. And I think as fans, 
there's a lot for us to celebrate here. So, yeah, it'd be great to win a national title, the first ever. That that that'd be more than great. I don't I don't know where I'm going with that. That'd be phenomenal. Best best that would be the best accomplishment in Mississippi State athletics history. Um, but uh, still, the Bulldogs have accomplished a lot, and they should be proud of what they've accomplished. That said, go and kick Oregon State's butts. Just go. When, please, when, and then, you know, go win the next two games. Um, but, you know, I'd, I'd still like to tip a hat, even though I'm not wearing a hat right now, uh, to the Mississippi State baseball team. So, can Mississippi State bounce back? They've done it before. They've done it plenty of times before. They've done it this entire second half of the season. Will they? I uh, I don't know. Oregon State is kind of a, a crusher of souls sort of team. They're just so good. So that remains to be determined. Um, you know, I'm Ethan Lee. This is the Myrna White Audible. You can check me out on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker. Um, you can check me out on Maroon White Nation. So I, yeah, that's, that's all I've got. Really hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, if you didn't leave me a comment, let me know what I can improve on. Um, and I'd love to chat with y'all soon. I'll have a good one.